On today's episode, is Classic still a thing? Winds of Wisdom buff returns to retail. Dragonflight release date confirmed. The return of group loot. All that and many more of our opinions coming up on episode 6 of Extended Maintenance. Hello, and welcome to episode 6 of Extended Maintenance. Uh, I'm Darren, as always, joined by my good friend Hodge. And uh, yeah, we're back again. Episode 6. Wow, we've done 6 of these kind of in a row, but not really. So yeah, hey Hodge, how's it going? Uh, good, what have you been good, up good. to in game? And out of game, even. <laughs> um, out of game, I mean, uh, business as usual. Uh, doing dad work, things, life. doing work things. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, nothing probably about, as a eventful in the home run, but in game, I think another week of all over the place because I uh, don't really know what it is that I want to do. So unfortunately, well, well fortunately doing a lot, but uh, unfortunately not a lot of it very structured with any kind of uh, direction, but uh, that's cool. It's a lot of me to try different things and um, play around. Uh, again, I played a little bit around with beta, lots of cool stuff still going on there as we get further along in that, and um, I was messing around in Wrath, still some more, although that's becoming more and more of what feels like a, a lost effort. And in in, in, uh, in retail, obviously, still uh, doing my chores and getting my, some of my vaults done, at least. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, this week we'll, uh, we'll change a little bit, and uh, we can get into that. But uh, what about you? Which what is, are you doing? Yeah, I haven't been doing anything. In the, I, you know, it's, okay. So it's not that I haven't been doing anything, it's just I've actually had a pretty relatively busy work week so i play a lot uh, my plan i have plans to play however because as you know uh winds of winds of wisdom is back so i plan on leveling some alts and playing some, getting getting some alts ready to do more headless horseman runs and also be ready for the, the um, expansion take advantage of the yeah. buffs that are out and kind of just do that sort of thing I, I haven't i wouldn't say i've given up on classic it's just i've said this before and you know just like i said in we were talking about last week, and it was like, oh, well, you know, it's just a uh, Dragonflight waiting room for people, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, for me, it was. I was no, I, there was no secret about that for me. It was a while for a uh, Dragonflight waiting room. I wasn't really progressing the way that I wanted to, and me and you not being able to play together, and both of us playing alone. Not that my, not that my classic dreams are dead, just that I've, I do want to play retail, and I'm heading towards that, with some, especially with some of the recent announcements that we'll get into here. So, yeah, I haven't played a lot, but I have plans to. This is stuff coming yeah, I would totally agree with you in terms of like, you know, that classic front. I mean, like, I think that, um, you know, I, I, I would say as I had kind of hinted towards, I was like, you know, it's felt kind of more like a, a pipe dream. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not sure how you feel about it a little bit, but like, I, like, I was really, really excited for classic. I mean, yeah, it definitely does suck that, like, you know, maybe some of the plans to play together didn't necessarily come to fruition. I think the, like, what's probably frustrating me the most actually as of right, uh, recently was, you know, originally, you know, we were unable to play on the same server because, you know, uh, it, it was it was queued, you know, for you know, eleven hours to get in, and that wasn't something that I think that was working for either of our schedules. But right. naturally, actually, if you log in now, there's actually no queue time. Um, yeah, they've really, uh, that... they've really, they've really figured that at least with regards to like Sky, there's the other the other servers have been and the the benedictions and stuff like that have uh, have been pretty. That's as far as I understand. Yeah, but I guess like here's like the frustrating thing. I think that uh, you know. I, I think that uh, the the queue times. I mean, sure, maybe you could argue that you know, the help is actually coming from you know the, uh, the the free realm transfer and whatnot. But like, I think actually what what happened was you know to all the people that were actually you know given maybe players like us a hard time being like, uh, well, you know, you're a, a retail uh, scumbag retail player and you're just using my classic wrath as you know your yeah. right waiting room like you know the reality was is that a lot of players that were actually um you know that were you know like pretty well uh, 
avid or active uh, classic players and BC classic players that had completely geared up their classic characters on 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 servers like Benediction, for example, like probably one of the fullest ones. Um, I think that they didn't really have a lot of content to actually clear towards the end of BC. So what I think a lot of them ended up actually doing was using Sky Fury, the Fresh Start Realm, as their their waiting room. Yeah, their their um, classic where their their server their classic waiting room. room. But like honestly, like correct me if it like seems at all wrong, but the reality was is that like, you know, Sky Fury had, you know, like twelve thousand people massive queued, times. Massive and people. it was like ten hours to get on. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that Wrath has launched when, you know, hypothetically you would have expected it to you know, be, you know, the biggest, like, um, the biggest weight. Um, it's actually like, there's nothing, um, which is just like hilarious. Right. So again, it's that thing, right. I actually think that now everyone's obviously, you know, kind of retreated back to like their, 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 their main character on whatever, you know, classic server they were playing on before, which has actually left Sky Fury completely open. But, uh, you know, I guess the other piece is that one, I've already put a bunch of time now on a character that's on a different server, and um, so I don't kind of want to do it again. And then the other piece is that, like, you know, Joy, I know you had made hint at Joyous, uh, what's it called again? Joyous... Joyous Journeys. Journeys. Um, came back in this weekend in retail, but it did not come back in classic. So, like, I didn't want to necessarily go Winds back of wisdom that and level 14. But, yeah, same. Right? Um, I didn't want to go back to that druid that's 14 on Sky here and get him completely caught up to your paladin. That's now like 60 something, right? So, yeah, um, definitely unfortunate. Doesn't like I said, sound, I think the dream's kind fun. of a uh, for now. I mean, like come to an end for now. Like we said last week, I'll probably dabble in both, kind of, sort of, and uh, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. My my retail's a game that I play. And classics fun, and I. I played for a bit and i'm not necessarily 100 percent done with it just my priorities have shifted now that stuff's happening uh, in retail and that's pretty much it really not much else to say on it and stuff mm. is happening bro stuff yeah. is happening what is happening in retail um, i guess is the question what's the what's the pool? Um, who cares about retail all oh, of a sudden <laughs> yeah, who cares about retail i know right we went like two weeks ago retail at all and now we're like oh my goodness guys hey retail is vibing all right, so let's start off with like you know the biggest and most impactful uh, change um, that we've heard. Um, oh, so uh, now you can purchase um, boxes for uh, you know for conquest that you can trade your alts. Yeah, I mean they they had that before, but they released it again. Big games. Yeah, so if you have a if you have if you have a play or if you have an all sorry a tune that you're PvPing with now they gave you the chest or the whatever the loot box i guess you can go and grab and it gives you one piece of conquest random piece of conquest gear based on your special specialization and uh yeah it's they've had it before and it's just it's just you know if you're sitting there gaining a ton of conquest and you got nothing else to buy and it's the end of the season get some gear for an alt for whatever reason maybe you want to play some pvp on a different character maybe you just want to get something uh, geared up to a more relevant item level that's definitely an option i've used them in i've used them in past uh, seasons before it's uh, certainly convenient if you, if you want to pvp I mean, I wouldn't yeah, call that clear. the it, big news of the week for, for retail. But. And that's, hey, dude, I was going to say, like, man, dude, are you old? You're, like, completely killing my uh, my, my silly little, uh, I guess, apparently oh, not so great joke where I was like, you know, it's clearly the biggest news this week. But um, thank you. Yes, they are I, awesome. I, I rained on your parade. <laughs> thank you for so going you into details about how awesome right. they are. 
I ruined I ruined you having your cake and getting to eat it too. Hey, you ruined the moment, so now I'm gonna have to let you start off. Uh, so now I'm gonna have to let you take it away because I'm gonna just like not speak for the next little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so uh, so what's happening in retail? What happened in retail this week? I mean, I guess the biggest news of the week is Dragonflight release date, and uh, you know that in of itself is definitely great. I think the most some of the most interesting uh, news of that is that. Uh, the leak was right. That's what I. That's what I kind of found interesting. Like, remember we talked about it on one of the other episodes, and uh, there was that leak on Reddit with a bunch of release dates for all, all sorts of Blizzard products and Overwatch Two and Wrath Classic uh, release date and all that and, and, and a couple other things. And they had November twenty eighth on there as the date for Dragonflight, and I believe they had October. Just take a look at this October calendar quick. Something like October twenty. 20- Fourth or twenty fifth or something like that for the uh, pre patch. Pre patch twenty fifth. Yeah, and so the, I, I guess we'll see if that ends up being right too. But everything else on it was correct so far. So you know, I'm leaning to believe that. I have no reason not to believe at this point that it'll continue to be correct. Twenty fifth, we'll see. We'll see a pre patch. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, aside from the actual the exciting news that we have a release date. I mean, I, I don't know how the community feels. The beta community is feeling on that. I haven't uh, scoured the the beta forum for any 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 opinions on it because you know people get but uh, yeah i guess the the biggest that's the biggest news of the week yeah i would say that like i mean i'm sure the feedback is probably kind of mixed. it's it's mixed right i mean is anything ever is when this came right i mean like right you know whenever any change is made or anything happens I mean, there's always a side a and a side b um definitely some feedback that there's some concerns about some of the completionism of it but I think there's also a lot of argument and a lot of good feedback that, you know, the expansion looks good. I mean, like, again, um, I haven't gotten crazy far in beta. I keep, I find that every time I get into beta, I like get sidetracked with like testing something else, playing around with something else. I mean, sure. um, to, to anyone that's, uh, you know, following some of the uh, tunings and the fixings, I mean, as this, you all know, I play a, a main, a Boomkin, and um, Boomkin has been really, really interesting. Um, you know, the entire, um, spec and play style has been actually completely reformatted the talent trees have changed and then literally like a day or two after um the first set um you know they 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 hammered a ton of nerfs and fixed a bunch of things because i mean in fairness um some of the things were not working as intended um to the uh positive of balanced druids and in some of these sims and some of these um beta tests balanced druids were pulling like double the damage of like the closest spec so i mean hey i was having fun um, killing everything and pressing star surge like 12 times in a row, um, but definitely not intended and can't happen. Like even again, it's, it's nice to be overpowered, but it's just like not realistic, not even fun in reality. Cause there was like no um, rotation to the spec. So, you know, I, I think that uh, to get back before I get off track, I mean, I think that a lot of it looks really, really good. Um, they're definitely in some of those final stages about uh, tuning things and seeing how things come together in terms of, how close they are, and they'll get a lot of that information, I think, in the next couple of weeks, because you know raid testing just started last week, and Mythic Plus testing is uh, coming up right around the corner. I think it's like either this week, towards the end of this week, um, the first few dungeons, if not early next. Right. Um, and so once they see, well, I know raids, you know, classes, raids were raid testing this past started this past week. Yeah, I think it's with the first two bosses. So I think that like once obviously they see, you know, how classes are performing with, you know, in raid environments and even you know, AOE and Mythic Plus environments they'll have probably enough information to be like that that works that doesn't work 
and then fine tune it and hopefully have it you know ready. I, I, and again, I think that it's soon, but you have to remember that you know they they can implement some of these changes actually pretty quickly. And you know, it's still what is it, eight weeks, seven, eight weeks? I think we worked out for for which uh, for launch, right? For for Dragonfly, right? Seven, eight weeks. Uh, yeah, seven yeah, weeks. Like they got lost technically time. from uh yesterday. So you'll have. Cool. So I mean, like I said, they they got time. <laughs> I hope. So we have three weeks, One three time. weeks of Winds of Wisdom, and then four weeks of pre patch. And then, so, yeah, they definitely Winds of wisdom, the best buff ever. Yeah, I mean, the joyous journeys of retail. I'm like so happy that they brought this back. Sorry, completely sidetracked. I mean, the fact that they brought this back was awesome. I mean, again, I think that you know, talking about like what we're doing well right now I'm, uh, for this week, like you're talking to anyone out there that's looking to level a character before Dragonflight or to test different things, or you know, in the cases that we had mentioned, getting your uh, some of your alts up to a level where they can run. Um, Hollow's End for you to maybe get a mount. Right. Uh, I know that's a mount that I've probably got over 500, you know, attempts at that I don't have yet. Um, it has eluded us Dark Moon for Fair. quite a while. Yeah, Dark Moon Fair is up this week with it. So on top of you getting your 50%, make sure you go to Dark Moon Fair and you ride the carousel or ride the roller coaster to get an additional 10% because uh, it's it's a lot, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I mean, besides getting again sidetracked off of that reality, I mean. Like, you know, so that would put us at pre-patch on October 25th, if this uh, if this uh, leak is correct. So, you know, that also means that you're only going to have three weeks, three weeks, I guess, now at this point, pretty much, to um, three more resets before you're in pre-patch. Yeah. Um, which will probably come with, you know, a ton of new content. Um, the Evoker class will be playable in your starting zone. Yeah, I guess that'll be a big deal, um, right? Up to level 60. Of course it will, right? Everyone will play it, right? It'll be just like, you know, how we're talking, we're talking about Wrath and whatnot. How many Death Knights did you see, exactly. you know, in week one of the prefetch, yeah. right? Like, everyone's playing it, everyone's trying it. It's totally um, cool. And then, you know, it'll it'll be just like that, uh, what's it called? It'll be just like the uh, the situation of a Sky Fury with, you know, like in... I don't think we're going to see know, cues. Come time when it, no, 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 what I'm not saying cues. What I'm saying is that, like, you know, then when you find... Oh, uh, the waiting room thing? Yeah, then when you find that uh, everybody has played <laughs> it, but the expansion lodges everyone will go back to their main and no one will play evoker because it you know everyone's probably going to some well there's lots, there are people who main swap these to these new classes it, it does happen for sure even right away of course it does they, but I, I would there's there's lots of people who were you know that, that are not as loyal as players like us to play their mains sure sure i would say that like i mean also i mean more so going off the idea that like anyone's actually been following it on the uh that's been following it actually on the beta like like it doesn't look good, you know what I mean? Like the feedback is actually that Evoker actually currently doesn't look very good. Um, especially like I know that like some of the feedback I personally was looking at. I'm sure they'll fix, they'll fix that. Don't worry. Yeah, so like it would need some changes for sure. I mean, some tunings. I think that like actually the biggest feedback that they're having a hard time with is um, again predominantly on preservation. So he, the healing spec just you know only having the 30 yard range, which is quite a dynamic that I think that is a cool idea they're trying to attempt. Um, I, I just think that, like, in a, let's say, a 20, 25 man rate group. Well, they, they, they um, did, they lowered it. To, they, lowered, they lowered it. Oh, so they increased it, right? Well, it was, was it was, say, it was gonna be like or sorry, yeah, no, I'm sorry, they increased it to 40. They would have had to have increased it then, because I was going to say, originally it was 30 yards. 20? I think I did actually see a 20, post. Was it 25 or 30? It. I thought it was 30. Either way, I'm, I mean, either way, I believe I read that they increased it to 40, so, um, yeah, that, that that's sort of been dealt with, I suppose. I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, like I said, it was not looking good for the new for for the new class, right? Yep. 
Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, it's like it's, that would be the biggest. Obviously, the biggest news is that the Dragonflight release and pre-patch, likely the twenty-fifth, like the uh, like the leak suggests, and it makes sense. You uh, a four-week pre-patch is pretty standard, so I expect to see <clears throat> pretty well expect to see that pre-patch on or around October twenty-fifth. Yeah, which uh, you know, I'm I'm pumped. I don't know about you. Like I know that there's some concerns about it being ready or whatnot, but I mean, like I think that you know we've been talking about it. In the past, you know, just about you know the changes that are being implemented, the talent system. I think that this is quite the large step forward for you know World of Warcraft and, and to WoW. I, I, I think really excited to see how this plays out. I think it. I think Dragonflight uh, with Dragonflight comes some of the biggest uh, systematic systematic changes in the game for a long time, probably since like Cataclysm when you know they uh, made new talent trees and all that kind of stuff. Went to the more simplified system. You know, they're backpedaling on a few things as well, namely um, uh, how the loot system works, which we'll talk about in a moment. But I think it brings, I think most of those changes are positive and it kind of, and yeah, it, may, it brings definitely some excitement to the release that it may be going back to a time that's more akin to what people want, really. You know what I mean? Uh, lots of people are complaining, obviously. How the game has progressed. I was like, you used the word system, and that that was bad. Why did you use the word system? <laughs> Come on, we, didn't, we can't use those words. Those bad words. Yeah, systems, <laughs> very bad. But uh, but yeah, so I definitely brings some excitement to me. I, I like the idea of a lot of the things that they're either bringing back or changing or altering to be a little bit more back into the traditional RPG elements that the game was based on. So I'm. I'm happy with that kind of stuff. But yeah, I guess the other, I guess my joke was going to be, I guess we both had jokes. What's important about what's important happening in WoW. And yeah, I guess we both had jokes and neither of them landed. So I guess well, it was just well, we both, as, uh, like, we're not comedians. Yeah, exactly. We both didn't uh, actually do it because my joke was going to be the most important thing about November 28th. It's that the Frostbrood Protoworm offer officially ends, which uh, is your... Okay, but I will say though, I get that the Conquest ch- ch- chests are super cool and all, but Let's be real. Your joke or your reference to the fact that that ends on the twenty eighth mm-hmm. is much more important. <laughs> I would urge everybody to please, yeah, for sure, free mount. Log on to Wrath and get it done. Not only especially is it a free mount, Q, it's a sick. Especially mount. with the queue times being back down to you know normal, more or less a normal state. Uh, it good of time as any to log on to Wrath, do the opening quest line for DK, which really doesn't take that long, and get yourself a free mount in retail and it's a cool mount and it's going to be removed from the game so I mean, anything you know it's one of those things that you'll regret you didn't get uh, oh definitely it's like i said and it's a sick mount like i think the skin's sick that's awesome so i mean like it has a bit of a you know flavor to you know proto drake in retail yeah. and i mean i guess in classic as well but also you know really really also it has a good synergy i think actually also between the um you know the dragon riding models um so I think it's 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 got a, some really really cool aspects. To a and B, you know, even gives me some frostbrew bank, which are vibes. So like, I think it's yeah. uh, super cool. You don't lose it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a very cool skin and it's free. I mean, whatever. So it's with uh, exactly. with Dragonflight leaves the frostbrew protoworm. So definitely go give that. Like I said, now that you can actually log on to a classic server. Yeah. I guess we'll uh, shift gears back to Dragonflight here. And. You want yeah, to talk a bit about... I mean, I think the whole thing's about Dragonflight. <laughs> yeah, well, shift gears from a classic to playing classic to get a Dragonflight mount. But anyway, new raid. I guess we'll start with that. Uh, Vault of the Incarnates, if you don't know, is the new raid, uh, which will be released December 13th. None of that is particularly 
uh, interesting in 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 and of in and of itself. Considering there's always a raid that's always released at some point after the release of an expansion, the interesting aspect is that all three difficulties that matter uh, will be released simultaneously. So normal, heroic, mythic released simultaneously, as uh, Ian alluded to in uh, the, the the maximum interview. And he asked, you know, and of course, of course, he says, you know, well, we're not announcing anything. When really, what did we say? He's announcing, right? And now we know officially that uh, they're releasing all three. Raid difficulty simultaneously on December 13th, and then LFR will do its, you know, uh, delayed release per wing every, a wing every week or whatever it is. So very interesting. I know, like, my opinion on it is pretty quick and easy. I, it doesn't matter to me, honestly. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters really at all. I, I know that maybe the top 1% guilds are going to be like, oh, we have to prioritize doing split runs versus actually trying to progress in Mythic so we don't fall behind in World First. But to that, I say boohoo, honestly. Um, I think it's better for the competition that they release it at that point. I think there has to be a bit, there has to be some give and take and some sacrifices made by those top one percent guilds that want to be. And by one percent, I mean zero point zero zero one percent. Some sacrifices for them to to make in order to be able to get number one. You know what I mean? And uh, I think it'll make for a more interesting race to world first. And I know I'll be watching it. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I think about it and i guess the other part is cross faction from day one that's kind of interesting uh i i didn't see that you put that in our notes here so is that cross faction mythic from day one or yeah so actually they're implementing um with just obviously the how well cross faction is currently on over in you know season four shadowlands um cross faction will be from day one um, now, I mean, the one thing I looked for that I didn't actually get a specific clarification on, actually, it only says in the in the release notes that it will be cross-faction from day one. It says nothing about cross-server, which could be interesting because, I mean, like, you know, the example I'll say is, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, for example, we both play on the server Malganis in uh, NNA server Malganis, and it's a very, very prominent Horde server. So you're probably not going to find very many alliance on Malganis as a whole. No. So a lot of these alliance players are probably playing on a different, heavier alliance server because it's better for you know the, the the market's better, right? I mean, the auction house finding groups just honestly just you know buzzes in home cities. Right. So I think that like unfortunately, I don't think it will be. I think they'll probably still hold to like when there's a certain amount of guilds that have killed, you know, the final end boss, then maybe they move it to be cross realm like they current excuse me currently have in the model yeah um, i'm just looking on i'm just looking on it here and it just says cross-faction mythic vault of incarnates will be available from the start and it just requires yeah, so, I mean, that, I think that like, 16 it, of 20 raiders be from the same guild and faction to be eligible for rewards exactly now i mean here's the thing like when you put it all together you know the way i was looking at it is you know kind of on what you were mentioning you know about like how you know the same day release date for all the different difficulties outside of lfr actually i think that actually lfr wing doesn't actually launch until it I think I saw the first date. It's actually not until like December 29th or something like that. Sure. So it won't actually be until the end of the month until LFR actually comes out. Okay. But who cares? <laughs> no offense. So Ignore I was that. saying that like, you know, the, yeah, exactly. You never heard that. <laughs> um, but the, uh, so you're, you're talking like there's much more impactful decision-making now, you know, what you're prioritizing in terms of gearing, who you're gearing. Um, you might actually like, you know, remove some of this, uh, you know, some of this, um, you know, the, the, some of the splits, like I know some of the splits are obviously still going to happen. I mean, they can, we'll, we'll get to some of that actually probably very shortly, but you know, you'll remove some of it, I think in some cases too, because you know, it'll be kind of linear and 
to like if they go into this part heroic to get this kind of gear to you know try to get this kind of tier set to whatever and certain raiders have this kind of set like yeah. and then you go into mythic and maybe a couple of these mythic players start to get some of this gear like can you really afford to not bring them in yeah. the raid anymore even if maybe they're not the most like like best class per se for that you know for that encounter yeah. i don't know i mean i think that like obviously the restore first is always a little bit you know unique in that regard where it's just different than how we would think but I think it changes some of that dynamic. Again, very impactful decision making for sure as to like where they're going to go next. And I think that you're going to see some for the first time, probably some like real differences between some of the top end guilds and like what they prioritize, where they go first, and which is really really cool. And then to build off of that, you know, we're talking about like cross faction. I mean, now we're talking about like you know adding potentially, um, what is it, eight different races? I guess to let's say the the horde race, for example. Like, I mean, let's take the top two guilds. Um, in this example, right? If you were talking something like Echo and Liquid, both obviously are notorious like horde faction guilds. Right. But now you'll have like the chance where like, you know, hey, is there like a mechanic that like we can potentially, you know, address in a boss fight if somebody is, let's say, Night Elf and can shadow melt and go invisible and actually completely like maybe like dodge a mechanic, sure. right? Maybe something that was actually just like not even possible before because you were always horde and that was not a race option or you know like hey a lot of people in mythic plus switched immediately to dwarf because dwarfs racial stone skin actually allows you to drop a negative effect so like any kind of like poison or or like negative debuff that would happen you could actually drop it off so if there's any kind of fight also like that like people might see values and be like you know half the rates could be dwarf because like if you get hit with this like dot and not a class that has like a great defensive you can drop right i believe actually in an interview i was watching um, with Liquid uh, Guildmaster, uh, he was saying that, you know, this whole thing about, like, you know, the, the Hall of Fame, they didn't care about. So, you know, as it had mentioned, that in order to um, hit, you know, the Hall of Fame and be in the Hall of Fame, you had to have at least 16 of your faction in your guild. So, like, he said they didn't even care. They didn't even care. So, actually, it's funny because, like, some of these top guilds may actually just not even be in the Hall of Fame if they find that, like, they need to, uh, change the composition with half alliance per se and half horde and that actually keeps them out of all which is like kind of funny yeah um other things to note i think from of all the cards things that i actually like really really thought was cool was um uh, no more boes and by saying no more boes i think they uh, moved to a set it doesn't mean it doesn't mean no more boes it just what they're what no that's not entirely true what they said is that boes are going to be from specific mobs so you'll have like a you know an elite mob in certain parts of the dungeon or instance that uh that will have a opportunity to drop boes and it'll only drop from that specific mob so that way you're not having like guilds aren't you don't feel like they have to go in there uh, to they don't have to go in there and just like farm endless mobs if they want to farm boes and they have a clear path that they can go to x y and z if they want boes so that's the uh i think that's um, the way i understand it yeah i think that like it's more so just that thing where it's like well you know sometimes you know i mean you, you have better luck than others right like the reality is mm-hmm. like sometimes um, you're in a run and a bunch of them drop and then you're in a run and sometimes they don't right so you know so like i would say that in this case it's 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 a little bit of bad luck protection which i think that blizzard's been really trying to do um so like it comes back to like if every single like lieutenant boss 
per se in the raid guarantees that like one kind of mine on equip item drops you can guarantee you're getting one you can guarantee maybe you're spreading the loot maybe even too like i've had maybe the experience every now and then where like some guilds even like are like well they don't want to actually let their raiders use the boe because it's more beneficial that they sell it so it might actually make boe's a little bit more readily available and actually in reality keep the price down on them so also too if you're looking to buy a boe perhaps it might not cost you as much because it's going to be more prevalent you still have a chance that like maybe off this boss it drops one of like eight but or one of six or whatever it is but again i think it's just better to put more gear in people's hands right yeah as per the blue post regular non-boss enemies within range no longer have a chance to drop buy and equip epic items instead lieutenant enemies named mini bosses throughout the late uh, throughout the raid will have chances to drop them instead these would work like lieutenants do in current wow where you're only eligible to receive loot from them once per week per difficulty BOEs will become scaled with group size like regular bosses do. This will guarantee a set number of BOEs each raid per group, uh, assuming a full clear of the instance. Lastly, we'll be placing more important items into the BOE pool. This could be anything from weapons to higher item level pieces to make them more worthwhile to raiders. The goal of these changes is to reimagine BOEs by making the raid environment itself a sort of ninth boss with a guaranteed amount of extra loot to reward pro- progressing deeper into the raid or efficient full clears without the need to kill every single bat or moss worn off the corner of the battlefield to get your value. Additionally, this is an opportunity to create clear and understandable rules about how BOEs work and support them as a reliable source of gear players want, rather than feeling like an afterthought or like feeling like a, you know, we have to farm these for gold and so on and so forth. You have to just sit there and yeah, which I mean, maybe even pull mob. Maybe even too, it's a little bit of like a. I would say that like I, I'm almost like I, maybe it's not entirely it, and maybe it's me just like you know sniffing the copium. Where it's, you know, maybe even a bit of a reference to Blizzard just being like, hey, you know, like we understand too, there's a lot of feedback about like um, trash and how much trash is in some of these places. And it's like, you know, hey, like, you know, we maybe have been, you know, selling you on the idea that like make sure you kill your trash so that you can maybe get a BOE. Maybe. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, you don't have to do it. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you exactly where it's going to probably drop. Um, and you don't need to feel obligated maybe to kill some of those extra packs just so you can maybe get a well it's like they said it's sort of like a ninth boss it's it's a weekly it's a weekly loot uh there's not going to be there's no farming of boes anymore they've effectively they've effectively removed that from the game essentially right there's no going in like farm boe groups where you pull the entire instance of trash and then try to reset it and do it again and do it again and do it again hopes of getting multiple boe drops uh you're locked for the week and if you get a boe drop from a lieutenant and you're in the group you can't get it again, right? So, I, and and like they said, they're going to be putting more valuable gear, so it makes sense. And whatever, I'm all for it. it doesn't bother me. That's I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. We'll see how it plays out. I don't really care about BOEs. I think way overpriced, and they usually end up being suboptimal gear, anyways. So people resell them for a ridiculous amount. And I would say that I never seem to care about them because I'm never lucky enough to get one. Well, I mean, so yeah, I don't so I care. <laughs> um so i mean like again i think it's it it all goes back to you know obviously there's some new mindset and some new thoughts and they're trying things in the end like it may not work see right but i I think that like i appreciate that you know they're still taking feedback and really really trying to just like change things up a bit and see how yep i guess you want to keep staying on the topic of loot what uh you want to get into the group loot Hi, <laughs> like waiting for me to. Well, I mean, I know we're talking about loot, um, and there's other things well, we got to talk about, and there's going to be 
I guess some opinions. Well, on let's this. say yes. Yeah, so let's rip off like a bandaid. Let's rip off like a bandaid because probably the most controversial thing that I think everybody obviously already knows. That if there's anyone actually listening, they're probably waiting for us to talk, um, or wondering why we're dancing around the idea. I think that I was trying. I just to just figure that we're probably talking about it for because, at length or something. Yeah, hundred percent. The reality is, is that you know probably the biggest discussion and some of the biggest controversy that's come from this Dragonflight launch. Um, I mean, I urge everybody to go on MMO Champion dot com or even go to wowhead and really review um all the notes for the dragonflight launch and the dragonflight announcement because there's a lot there i would say like yeah a there's lot of details don't, don't use like us as your source like, of news because like we've said in multiple podcasts already we're not trying to necessarily be a source of news more so a source of discussion yeah like i think that again there's just like so much there there's like so much there that i mean i don't think we could get through it we could, we're, we're barely trying to get through what we, we have a, we have a goal episode like, we, would never be able we to. exceed it pretty well every <laughs> yeah. single podcast every time so uh we're trying to be better but anyways I'm trying to learn loot group loot uh, personal loot master loot all the loot go so if you did not know this the changes in dragonflight are uh as follows that the the raid loot vault of the incarnates is moving from personal loot system personal loot system being what the current system is where you have the chance to loot an item off a boss so this is actually not a new system this is a system that was in the game for since it was originally created and i think it only came out of the game in was it legion and pandari maybe Uh, personal loot yeah when did Uh, uh, i don't actually yeah, I was going to say, it feels like it's just always been a thing, but the reality is, is that it actually wasn't. I feel 2012? like... 2012? It, 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 I want to say that it was, a, it was a feature that was introduced with Legion, because I think it was also one of those things where... It, uh, yeah, I want to say it was Legion. Maybe I'm wrong. Someone will probably correct us, or introduced we'll get an answer, and we'll be embarrassed if we the wrong date today. Oh, so maybe it was introduced in this? Really? No. I don't I know. know. That's what Wowpedia like says, so let's it, go It's not it. significant. Again, again, I think it's not significant. We're getting hung up on, on the... On anyway, the it's been in the game for a long time. The reality is... Like, trying to... <laughs> yes. The reality is that it is not new, and it was an effective system. Sure. But, I mean, more or less... It was a system. system. For a long time. Um, <laughs> it was a system, and we keep using the word. It's a terrible word. It's, it's a bad word. word. Um, it's the best word I know, because uh, it makes people so mad. Um, but, uh, so now, it's, it's, it's switching out to a need before greed, which allows players in a raid group or in a group to select whether they need the item or whether they want to just greed the item, which means they don't need it maybe as much as the people that do need it. Or in the cases of if it's not for your, you know, your 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 gear type or for your spec um, or your role in a raid group or whatever it is that like you cannot, you know, request to get the item. Um, now, I mean. I think that a lot of guilds and a lot, I mean, loot's been a, a controversial topic for a long time, um, but a lot of guilds have, you know, asked for a revamp on the system because, you know, anyone that hasn't, you know, been in a raid group or, or even been in a Mythic Plus group, you know, there's definitely been a lot of frustration around a couple certain situations where, um, you know, loot almost, you know, doesn't go to the person that needs it um, or needs it the most or, you know, and it's not even for lack of like, because like they just didn't get it. The reality is you just can't get it to them. Um, so with the updates, uh, moving to group loops, allowing players to need before greed, which will also allow it uh, to be a little bit more controlled in terms of 
you know, how it's divided. You know, I think that as a team, let's say if you're a guild group, you can, you know, pick and choose maybe who gets that piece and who it's best for, how it best impacts like the group. This being coupled with, which I think is actually kind of, you know, being completely undervalued. Um, the biggest win in all of this situation, whether it's group loot or personal loot, is the fact that they remove the darn restrictions for uh, players not being able to trade loot because of the item requirements. Anyone that knows the old um, requirement was that if you did not have an item of that item level in your currently equipped, you could actually not trade it. So even if it was like a neck piece with like your worst stats, if it was a higher item level than what you were wearing or what you've ever worn before, you legitimately couldn't trade it, which just feels terrible. They've removed that, and I think that that is the biggest win that everybody needs to focus on and get rid of this fear that the change from group loot to personal loot is the worst thing in the world. Because anyone's also followed some of these um, posts on Twitter. Um, I've seen a lot of it, and also on the WoW forums. Like, it's bad. Um, so, I mean, before we get into why it's bad, how it's bad, uh, how do you feel about this change how do i feel about personal loot is that what you're or how do i feel about it being removed yeah so well more so i was like yeah how do you feel about the changes now that you know are are coming about uh do you think that this is better for the community or worse what side do you follow you know like most of the things that we talk about which maybe it would be better if once in a while we get (laughs) a different opinion in here because we seem to be having the same opinions on almost everything. Um, I, I don't like personal loot. I've never liked personal loot. It's not that I like person. It's not that I don't like personal loot as an idea. I don't like it, how it's executed and the fact that you can't trade essentially. And when I say you can't trade, I mean, most of the time you can't trade. Right. And, uh, they took out all the item level restrictions that were placed on trading, uh, for people. And if, 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 if there was personal loot, that didn't have that that one caveat, right? To have to keep stuff that's a higher item level, even if it's not good for you, because like everything on my loot table isn't optimal for me, right? If I'm a crit haste class and I get a verse mastery piece, just because it's on my loot table and I can't trade it to someone because it's 298 item level and the best I have is a 292 item level and I have so I have to keep it. That just feels bad, right? It feels bad for everyone. You basically you know, you feel like you've, you've you've wasted some time, or there's there's something's going to waste in one way or another, right? So, if that wasn't in personal loot and you had the ability to trade anything that dropped for you, it would be a lot better. But honestly, I just I think group loot. I never had a problem with group loot to begin group loot to begin with, so I'm not really sure. I'm not on the team that was like, yeah, take it out of the game, right? And you have like these posts that will kind of just touch on on the forums and stuff where people say, oh, group loot's bad, and you know, people with multiple alts aren't going to be able to aren't going to be able to gear them and the only people benefiting from this are raid leaders that are distributing the gear and get to you know pick them and their buddies getting stuff first for one that's master loot not group loot but I, I i'm very much okay with rolling need and greed on stuff and if something drops and you don't need it then you can just pass on it and i i don't know i never saw an issue with that system somebody did enough people did for them to implement personal loot but uh, group loot superior system in, in my opinion so i'm happy that they're bringing it back yeah, I mean, one of these days we're going to have to probably get someone else in here that maybe uh, wants to constructively maybe offer a side B on this, because I would also say that I fall probably on side A with you. The reality is, is that, you know, as I had mentioned, you'd mentioned, you know, not being able to trade something to your friend that, you know, is just not 
good for you. It, it, it's just awful. It's an awful idea. Like the fact that, you know, I can't use this neck that might be six item levels higher because it just doesn't have the stats that are good for me. But you could really, really use this neck and I, you know, I, but I can't trade it. I can't do anything about it. So it goes, it gets vendored, right? Like that's the thing is that like it's the highest item level thing for maybe either one of us, but like it gets vendored because it's not good, um, which is such a waste. And you're talking like only four pieces of loot. Um, is it four pieces of loot that are currently dropping in a raid group of 20? Uh, three? Three maybe even. Yeah, so I was like, you know, three a week per lockout, and you are running a risk that, you know, a piece could probably drop for somebody that they just don't want to use, but they can't do anything about it, and it actually just goes in. It gets vendored for like 30 gold. Just awful. Like, it's a terrible concept. It should never have been a thing. Now here, don't, like, don't also, like, misunderstand that there's a possibility of that happening currently in, in, in the Need Before Greed system as well. The piece is, is that, hey, if you don't have a hunter in the group, the Need Before Greed system means that a bow could drop, which I guess is the op, like the, the every side's going to have a pro and a negative, and that might be the one negative to this 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 concept in the system. Um, so that bow might get vendored. If anything, I hope it promotes players to not bring Fodum classes and try to spread that 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 role and that class balance so that you know you would it would feel really bad if a hunter bow dropped and there was no hunter in the group so you try to have a hunter in the group now i mean let's be real no group doesn't have a hunter because it's probably like one of the most played classes um but you know for the sake of the example like it would feel bad just like i think that for many many years actually like the reality was you know male users always had this like monopoly a little bit on gear because there was just less classes that played right you're only ever talking shamans or hunters. Um, so you usually actually found out that, like, especially in some of the groups I was in, like, some of the groups didn't even have shamans, you know, over the years when I was raiding, like, especially if shaman wasn't good. You know, you just didn't have a shaman. You always had hunters. So, like, your hunters were, like, phenomenally geared because, like, between, like, the two or three hunters in the group, they just shared all the loot. And it was, like, great times for them. Made me want to play hunter every single time. <laughs> but, uh... Well, I think what people also confuse is that there's going to be, like, less gear that drops. You know what I mean? Like more people. I don't. I don't think more people got loot in the personal loot system. I still think the same amount of stuff dropped from the boss. It just it went to specific people automatically, as opposed to you know three or four or five items dropping from the boss, and everyone getting to roll on it who's eligible to roll on it or uh, has a priority to roll on it. I guess anybody can roll on anything. Um, I think you get a priority if it's something for your spec, don't you? Yeah, and here's the other thing too. Like, I mean, I want to. Uh... Like, I get that there's some differences, but, and I mean, everyone's yeah. probably listening to me being like, dude, you're so wrong. I'm a classic Andy. There's still a role, is my point. I'm right? a classic there's a role, Andy, just one happens. So wrong. <laughs> one happened in the background, and one happens in the foreground. And all yeah. we're doing is getting, getting the one, we have the one that happens in the background, and instead we're getting the one that happens in the foreground, so everything's a lot more transparent for players up front. That's this is good. all the stuff that dropped. This is what you can roll on. This is what you can't roll on, and you know nothing dropped for you because you're a paladin, and we don't like you, and two-handers never drop, and you're going to be shitty until the servers go offline. One can only and hope. Druids, here's nine pieces of leather and six weapons. Oh my goodness, one, one can only hope. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's it's something that happened in the background that you weren't privy to, and it's been in the game for ten years. That's just so. I mean, I'm glad that you brought this up because you know it was something that like I think that uh, people just. You know, and I've seen people actually try to explain this on the forums, but like people just don't seem to understand it. 
the aspect of personal loot is a psychological feel. It has nothing to do with the logistics. The logistics are almost identical no. in the two concepts. Mm-hmm. It's literally the reality that like you, when you kill a boss and you go to loot the boss, there is a role that is done between 20 people. If you win that role in one of the top three roles, you get to loot something from your loot table, whether it's good for you or whether it's bad for you. The only difference right. here is that one of the things off the loot table is going to drop and everyone has the option to roll on it. So here's the benefit is that if you are in a group and someone doesn't need it, they won't roll for it. And then here's the other concept to also like remove all this like myth boogeyman nonsense. Like, you know, everyone's like, well, now everyone's going to ninja loot the gear. And I'm like, it's not master loot. Everyone has the opportunity to roll on and it goes to. Whoever rolls the highest. Now they're like, well, you could roll on it right. even if you didn't need it and be a total G bag. Well, here's the thing. And I guess, loot, yeah, you, you can. Loot, if yeah. I looted a piece of gear like a staff, and I was using a better staff, but I wanted to be a D bag just like I wanted to be a D bag in, in group loot, I could literally just keep mm. it anyways. So, in what world is it any different? It literally doesn't matter. If I wanted to be a D bag and not trade the bow, even though I had a bow and I wanted to vendor it, I'm just a D bag and I could do it in personal or in group loot. Yeah. So, the thing is that, like, it does not matter. The only thing it gives an option to is for people to choose whether or not they actually need it or whether or not maybe, hey, if you're in a group session with people you like, or your guild, it might actually just give you an option to be like, hey, you know what? That staff is just going to be so much better on my mage buddy than if it goes for a three item level upgrade to my priest. Like, and in my opinion, like that's, that's rating, that's collective team progression rather than this like individualism. So like, again, I guess that there's especially, I think a lot of the fears coming from the players that do not typically play in a dedicated group and that's understandable there's some fear there i get it but i really hope that people look at this and understand that it's the same no matter what way you do it yeah i I think i think also you know it's worth noting that i think a lot of people maybe there's people that are confused maybe there's people that weren't playing the game uh, when this stuff was relevant and they're confusing master loot with group loot, right? They're, 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 they they think that group loot means master loot, and people can just, like, group leaders can just give gear to their buddies or to themselves and bypass everyone in the group. That's not what it means. It just means need over greed. That's all it means. You know, a, a panel's going to pop up in the middle of your screen, and you're going to have the option to need greed or pass. Need means you need it, and need gets priority role. Greed is secondary role. If nobody needs it, then it goes to a greed role and you can sell it or disenchant it or whatever. And I think there was a disenchant role before, wasn't it? Which is on the same level as a greed role, but and it would just automatically disenchant the item, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think that like that's actually like from the from the pictures, it looks like it's actually staying. So I mean like I uh... disenchant's gonna be in there too. Anyways, it's need over greed. That's that, that's what it is. Need over greed, it's a role, a window pops up, you click need if you need it greed or disenchant or whatever pass if you don't that's what it means it doesn't mean master loot where one person has control over the loot and it gets distributed that's those aren't the same thing so exactly and like i said i I, again i really really hope that everyone just takes a look at it as a whole and as 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 a process as a system and really really just you know 
removes whatever fear that they're fearing about this because it's literally for nothing. Yeah. Yep. Um, hopefully that, and for the people that are, you know, on the other side, uh, there are also people that maybe are, for whatever reason, genuinely angry. I can't really understand. I can't really understand why you would be, because like I said, it's, it's the same thing. You're just, now you're just seeing it in the foreground as opposed to having it happen in the background. I think it gives ultimately it gives people more opportunities at loot. It really does. Uh, you know, things multiple things could drop from your loot table in one uh, uh, in one sitting, or like in like in one draw, like one boss can drop multiple things from your loot table. So say like you know, there's warriors in your group. You're a warrior, and there's two warriors, two other warriors in your group, and are on personal loot in a dungeon, and things drop for each of them, right? And nothing drops for you. And now they don't have, they can't trade it to you because it's a higher item level. So now you're completely out, right? Whereas you would have, if with group loot, you would have the opportunity to roll on both those things. The other guys could have passed or need or greeted if they didn't actually need it or they didn't want it. And then you would have had the opportunity to roll on two pieces of gear. So I think like ultimately in the long run, you're going to, it's, it's better for players to uh, gearing wise. It'll definitely be better for raids, for obvious reasons, and you know they don't have to deal with the whole personal loot thing. They don't have to deal with the item level restrictions. So for raiding, it's definitely going to be going to be better, and it's just another one of those systems that uh, ends up being better for the player and goes back to how the game used to be, more or less. I just would say, especially in like in closing, because I, I mean I don't want to. Also, like, sit here and just like belittle people, or it's not really much else to say, right? The reality is, is I want everyone just to, you know, try to stay optimistic about it. I would say that I get it; change is difficult sometimes, especially when we're not exactly sure what's going to come from it. But I can assure most people that, you know, once they go through it a little bit, you know, they're going to find that gear is still probably going to find its way into their laps, as it just as it did before. Not probably it will still find its way into yeah, your sure. app and you'll still get gear and you'll still progress and it'll still feel good. Um, yep. So again, open mind. Yeah, there's I, there's I, some I, certain overreacting, I think. And like I said, there's some confusing group loot and master loot and you know, it, it's already, it's already the same. It's, ar- it's already more or less the same thing. It's just that instead of having the loot be pre-assigned, uh, you, uh, more people have the opportunity to roll on it and that more people could include you. And that's not a bad that's not a bad thing. So, exactly. Like I said, it can give you more opportunities for loot. Or alternatively, there's going to be times where nothing drops for you. But also, there's lots of times where you get nothing from personal loot too. So it's not like it's that big of a change. Either. Well, yeah, that's just it, right? Is that like how many times do you literally just get nothing anyways, right? So the thing is, is that like, well, how many times do you go into a raid and like you know you you say you raid weekly, like we do in one form or another, and uh, I you go through the entire raid and get nothing. Right from personal loot, and again, I sound like a broken record here, but there's somebody else. There's another, you know, warrior in your group, and that guy can't give you a weapon. You're wearing a blue weapon because it's an alt, and he's wearing an epic, and he has a, you know, two seventy or whatever, sake of argument, a two ninety two, and a two ninety eight drops with crappy stats. But the upgrade is he is you know forty item levels for you. It's only six item levels for him. He can't give it to you and use his optimal piece. He has to keep that piece because 
of the item level restrictions. And um, like I said, if they remove the item level restrictions, it would definitely make personal loot better. But ultimately, ultimately, the best thing to do is just remove personal loot, honestly, and go back to group loot. So like I said, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're doing that. I think it would be better in the long run for pretty much everyone. Agreed. And so that's why, again, I think that it always will take you know, some getting used to, but uh, in time, it's literally going to feel no different than what you're really doing right now. Um, so, like, I mean, we'll see. But, uh, I mean, and maybe, hey, maybe I'm underestimating, you know, the debaggery of people, and maybe a bunch of people literally just roll neat on everything because they want the 30 gold. I don't know. Um, I hope not. I hope that, you know, the opinion that I have holds true that, uh, you know, WoW players aren't innately just the worst people in the world, only the people in the forums are. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I guess that's, I don't know, I think this pretty much ends the, uh, ends the loot, ends the loot discussion. Well, we could just keep basically, like, streaming with our hands up in the air, but I mean, like, I don't think it's going to Well, we could keep talking in circles over and over again, but I mean, we're just saying the same, more or less the same thing. Trust us. Just trust us, okay? Trust us. Just trust good. us. We... <laughs> We, us, yes, yeah, I was going to say, us, us, <laughs> us, casual boomers of World of Warcraft, yeah. we know what we're talking about. Back we in, promise you'll like it more. Back in my Don't day, worry. you know, people just took right. each other's shit. <laughs> it was just part of the game. Back in my day, you just got, yeah, you, everyone ninja'd everything and whatever but people would do that and it's it's a legitimate it is a legitimate concern that you're going to have people that are going to need on shit that they don't need but there's a, it's a pros and go, it's a pros and cons situation right pro you have you're open to way more opportunity for gear con once in a while you run into some dickhead who needs on everything it's really not going to happen as much as you think i know that everybody assumes that everyone in the game is toxic but it it, it really it's probably not something you're going to run into as much as you afraid that you will so yeah like and again you have to always remember too that like hey i get there's gonna be a d-bag every now and then and it's gonna really really freaking be annoying sure especially in all hard and stuff like that like it'll be annoying but like here's the thing is that he's gonna have an equal chance to roll on it against you so i mean like the thing is, is that like you know maybe you know maybe even two d-baggery sometimes wins and sometimes it doesn't right so like sometimes you'll just win against them anyways um and just sure. No. All right. So I mean, uh, while we're on the topic of uh, you know loot, loot changes, um, one thing that did not change, uh, thankfully, was they had. Uh, you know, <laughs> thankfully and not so thankfully. Thankfully and not so thankfully for sure. This is a loaded thankfully, but um, they have announced they're keeping the creation catalyst, which I mean I think is smart of them because I think it's probably the best things they've done in quite some yeah, time. Yeah. Right? Um, you know the idea of. I don't say guaranteeing, but like, you know, having a little bit of a consistent, you know, process of you know, having tier, considering the impact that having or not having tier actually has on your ability to perform. Right? The reality is, is that like, if you still have tier, like you're probably missing out on like, you know, 15, 20%, seven, whatever it may be. That's great. Kind of yeah, it's not even just the tier pieces. Like you can convert other pieces too. And I think that when you can start, when you convert other pieces, does it not change the, secondaries oh uh, yeah it does so i mean like sure you could also argue that like so you can like screw around with some loot uh, that way to increase your increase your odds of getting you know better secondaries on stuff but uh yeah for sure so i mean like, yeah like i said I, creation catalyst i got tons of tier on from all sorts of characters so i'm 
very much a fan. Yeah, so like again, I think it's like a a, a wicked system they've put in, except for the mm-hmm. fact that you know I think the biggest feedback that every single player in this entire fucking game gave them was that you know they waited way too long to allow players to use it. You know there was yeah there was uh, it was how long was it? I, I think that like most players yeah. waited. I think what well, we we had to wait until it was a while. I think it was like chapter six or something like that. So I mean, we're talking probably like three, four weeks. I think it was four weeks, to be honest. I think it was four weeks. We're going to wait four was weeks like, to use a creation. Was it chapter six? Well, it was four weeks, and then the problem was that you I were, don't know. You it were, was a long time. You were kind of gated behind, um, also having to have the currency. So like it was also, uh, which wasn't so much of a big deal because right. Uh, yes and no. You yes probably no. had lots. <laughs> yes and no. On your on your main, let's say, let's say on your main, you probably had lots, unless you like stayed up to date on. The campaign with all of your alts, maybe you didn't have enough flux to do every character. But yeah, like I said, I think that like maybe early on it was a little bit tighter for sure. Like I think that just like not a lot dropped, and and it was. You know, I could have sworn I remember having a lot. Well, I would say you always probably had enough, but I mean, like you have to also remember too that like it was really really coupled with like you needed a certain amount also to get like your legendary double legendaries that also come out like the week before. Um, so you were spending it. Not to mention, like, hey, like, you were spending it to get a four-piece on, like, a piece of, I think at the time, like, 252 gear, but then, like, you know, you're maybe lucky enough to get, like, a 270-something, and you were, like, reapplying it, and so, I mean, like, yes, I would say it was, it was, you know, like, the hardest thing to get, and yeah, maybe we had some of the resource for sure, but, I mean, I, it maybe it wasn't as clean-cut, but either way, like, the number one feedback that anyone would have given was that it took too long. You know, four weeks was way too long. Um, and so, what does Blizzard do though? Yeah, it definitely felt like. Well, what does Blizzard do though? They get they get the feedback that like four weeks is too long, so they actually announce that the creation catalogs will be back in the game, but this time it will launch six weeks after, mm. you know, the raid tier on the thirteenth. So this isn't even like six weeks from when the expansion launches; it's six weeks from the raid tier. On so it'll be February before you can get bingo. So that means that like everybody is literally going to be pigeoned to not having tier well the entire time. And now here's the problem: is that like you know, to if you're like a raid first uh, a race world first raider or whatever it is, like I mean, you're probably raiding multiple difficulties, whether it's normal and heroic. Now they're all open, especially. And you're probably this isn't this isn't for you. Creation Catalyst probably isn't. Exactly right. But, so they're probably not to say that they won't use it, but it's not. No, I don't yeah. think it's not geared towards people who are raiding and full clearing regularly, let alone world first raiders. Well, exactly. So then here's the thing, though: is that like so? Okay, cool. So like maybe like unless you're a raid, a, a, a world first raider, where you know you're probably getting your set pretty early from just raiding and and whatnot, like. If you're not that person, you're just not getting tier, and you have to accept it for six weeks. So you are going to be below a majority of players, unless you're like disgustingly lucky and get it in your vault for some or for some reason. And you need, remember, you need in your vault for it to drop like as actual tier because you can't turn it into anything. So like you just right. actually can literally do nothing about it. Um, and if you're a player, like you know, maybe in many cases this season, you and I were like, we're you know, you're a mythic plus player only like basically you're just like sol like you're just like not getting tier sets um for the whole time so like you're for, for, for six weeks so you're also talking like you know what does that do to like your ability to like push keys and like how far can you get right 
Like I, I think. It's- yeah, you're gonna. I mean, like I, you're gonna have to. Uh, I guess you're just gonna have to settle with either no tier LFR or tier. <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky. LFR, I mean, LFR legitimately doesn't even launch. Um, Wing One doesn't even oh, launch yeah, until yeah, December twenty right. So like, and who knows yeah, what right. bosses are even in. Um, wing one because like it's not even on beta. They have no idea. So the reality is, is that like you might. I guess they needed some way to nerf. Uh, I, I I get why they're. Like, I'd be okay with them delaying it from the release of a raid, just for sake of the race world first. Uh, but I mean, you know, because they don't want they don't want what they don't want is like, if say they release it week one. You know what I mean? Uh, you're gonna have guys just pounding keys. Getting the gear from the keys and instantly turning them into four set bonuses and then going into like it won't take those type of guilds long to get guys fully tiered out and as long as they ha- as long as they have the ability to get whatever currency is going to be going to be used to spend at the at the catalyst it won't take long for those type of uh, pound out full armor sets so I'm like to a degree, I'm okay with the late. I'm okay with delaying it, but six weeks is <laughs> six weeks is a long time. It's insane. And and here's the other thing too, though, is that like I get it. Yeah, sure. I, I understand that. Like you know, the everything would say for sure. Like hey, like we're not going to just hand this out week one. Like why would we do that? Like I get it. There's like the idea of it sounds ridiculous. But here's the thing: is that it's like you know, to your point where you're talking like, well, you know, these like, you know, if if that was the case, then like obviously these the, these a bunch of these players are going to pound out a bunch of stuff and they're going to, um, and, and, you know, they, it won't take them much besides a bunch of, like, you know, time and grinding for them to get there. But like, what, one, what's so wrong with that? Like, you know, time vested is time earned. And you would think that, you know, the feedback that was given in regards to, you know, the no caps on like some of the valor and whatnot in this season was actually like highly regarded because players don't want to be gated. They want to literally be allowed that if they have the ability in a given week or two weeks or, you know, let's be real. A lot of people do it. I mean, and Hey, I'm debating it myself even on a little bit. Is it like a lot of people usually around expansion time, take a little bit of time off from work. I mean, if you're an avid player, you're really, really excited. Like I am like, I'm probably gonna take like the day of launch for sure. Maybe even the day after, I mean, whether that's like vacation time or just like normal, whatever. But like, I want. You mean so we can get like DC locked and dude, whatever it is, whatever and... it is, dude. There's nothing like an expansion launch. <laughs> the authentic, what do the we authentic say? Experience. Uh, authentic experience. Um, but the reality is, there's literally nothing, in my opinion, like an expansion launch. It's such an exciting time. There's so many players. So many players return. Like, totally. I mean, so in the end, like, hey, I'll be there, right? Like, I want to. I'm probably already starting to look at my schedule to see what I can do. Yes, to be there. Or even like a day or two. I mean, I can't like, but anyway, six regardless, weeks. Like, <laughs> it might be. So here's the uh, thing, might though. be a little is excessive, that, uh, like no matter what. And then, but here's the other problem too that like I like kind of grinds my gears even more about it is that like it's like to your point again, you're like, well, you know, all these raid first raiders like they wouldn't take very much to get there, and I'm like, well, here's the problem is that they're gonna literally do degenerate nonsense anyways to get it like instantly in raid so they're literally gonna have it anyways so it just means that like if you're an average player actually you're just like you're gated but they're not right which like again just is frustrating right because it's like well you know there's been so much talk around you know not designing systems around race the world first 
like uh, uh, players, right. but you're like, dude, this is one of those situations where I'm like, well, it really, really holds you out unless you're a race to world first person. So like, or you're somebody that's going to commit this like gross amount of time and raid all the different difficulties and, and maybe even your guild at a certain skill capacity where they even can clear enough of the raid to get to the bosses that, you know, even drop you tier sets. And, um, you know, then even too, you're talking like, you know, they've moved to master loot. Cool. And all these players are super afraid that like, you know, well, if we go to group loot and it's going to get ninja'd and I'm never going to get gear and whatever and whatnot, well, hey, like, what if your guild's a really, really great guild and you're prioritizing, like, you know, who's getting gear? Well, you know what? If somebody, let's say, is lucky enough to, like, you know, get a tier helm, maybe a tier chest or whatever it is and the different difficulties and whatnot, like, they're probably actually, even though they've already gotten some gear and they started to get some of their tier, let's be real, it's probably advantageous for that guild to give them more because it'll allow them to complete their tier sets. So not only were they maybe lucky enough to win the role on the first or second boss that gave tier, it would then make sense for that guild to commit and give them more to complete their tier sets for it to be beneficial to the entire team. So then all these players that are talking about like some of their fears around the group loot, that could kind of come to fruition if you're like, well, I wasn't lucky enough to win a role on number, on number one, and that completely screwed me out of like the second piece of tier then because it was better to go to somebody else. So now I just missed tier twice. Right? So again, I think that like if this is a situation where like it's it's dangerous and it doesn't make sense. We are we are we are time gating players for absolutely no reason and opening it up for you know quite the gaps discrepancies and frustration from players like again just completely not needed i'm not saying week one i'm not saying that like the day that like dragon flight comes out it comes out and you get to just immediately put it in tier before the raid even comes out so put it on a blue what I'm saying is that once the raid launches, this should be open. Like week three. Week three of the raid, you think? Yeah, I think that's I think that's reasonable. Um, you know, like I mean, how many lockers for World First Two? Sure, I mean, sure. Maybe let's say, hey, if we're gonna really, really put maybe things around World First raiders and what they do and and whatnot, then like, cool. Let's also make an argument that it's like, hey, once the raid gets cleared, it opens. Because then who cares? Let's be real. Let's look at like the last race to world first. The uh, like the players like by the second week of their lockout, they all had full tier anyway. So there was like normal heroic or whatever. They went into everything. They ran their splits. They gear stacked. They traded stuff around, and they figured it out until they all had tier. Because also Blizzard is tuning these bosses with the idea that you have tier, right? Or else like when everybody got mm-hmm. tier, there'd be this like giant gap in everyone's player power, and then they would probably just steamroll a lot of the bosses. So the things that they're tuned with tier, right? So these Race to World First guilds like need it to kill these bosses, which is why, hey, I thought it's a really, really cool idea that they launched all at the same time, because there will be, you know, this urgency in week one especially to be like, where do we go, right? How do we get the most tier? Yeah. You'll see them like doing tons of different splits probably which is annoying but like they'll do a bunch of different splits and gear stacks and whatever and whatnot in like normal and heroic and probably not go too crazy into mythic until they had enough tier to ensure that like the use of their time in the mythic progression is valuable because if not the time will be better spent getting gear right so again it's that piece where it's like well they 
will all have it and they will do these things and that works for them, but it'll legitimately not work for anyone else in the entire game. Yeah, and like I said, I, about like the release time, what was what was the one mythic mythic jailer released March eighth and Echo beat it on this twenty sixth or something like that? It was eighteen days. It was eighteen days for um the last boss of Mythic to be defeated. So I think I think three three weeks of raid lock three lockouts is reasonable to have that back. Because like you said, it doesn't it, it harms it harms the majority more than it deters the minority, you know what I mean? So I you know, I pretty much agree that uh, it's too long of a time and it, they're they're hurting they're hurting the wrong players more than they're deterring the right players. Yeah, like again, I, I sure. I mean you know, penny pinching for week one or week two, whatever, who cares? But this commitment to, you know, six weeks, anything more than two, in my opinion, is absolutely incredibly stupid. Like, again, um, it's disappointing. And here's the other real big piss off. What we're talking about, you know, tier. And Christian So to anyone that hasn't seen as well, like Blizzard has announced all the different tier sets um, and what they are. Right. Now, here's the thing. Have you looked at yours? I was literally looking at it while you were kind of talking because I was looking at some other stuff that we need to talk about. And I was kind of just thumbing through the, the Paladin stuff. But uh, yes, sort of is my answer. So the number one feedback to anyone that has not also seen it on Twitter is that everybody's complaining that these tier sets are terrible. They're saying they're terrible because mm. they are boring they are legitimately just organically while you're playing you will get a ability buffed by five percent like no flavor no change to your rotation nothing now hey yeah there's no there's no uh there, like i mean you know and i'll just 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 say because i was looking at rat you have an ability that gives you a buff right that's what the, that's what the two piece does and the four piece, all it does is when you get this buff, the damage of the thing that gave you the buff is increased by fifty percent for each stack that you have. So, like for Ret, you have Blade of Justice, and Blade of Justice is uh, on a cooldown. It's not like it's not like an instant uh, instant ability. You get Blade of Justice, you get Crusader Strength, which is a buff that increases the damage of your Crusader Strength, stacking up to two times. When you consume Creator Strength, which you consume it by using Crusader Strike, the damage of your next Blade of Justice is increased by 50% for each stack, so up to a maximum of 100%. So you get a double damage Blade of Justice once in a while is, is, is really what you know the uh, dumbed-down version of that, of that four-piece bonus is. And like, well, it's not that good, <laughs> as well as what I was just trying to, trying to uh, illustrate, is you use Blade of Justice, which is just part of your regular cooldown, uh, you get a you get a buff that increases the damage of Crusader Strike twice, and then once you consume that buff, you get a double damage Blade of Justice, which it's just whatever. It doesn't change, like you said, it doesn't change your rotation at all, and doesn't really it's lackluster. It's not it's not really it's not compelling. You're not you know impressed by it. It's not like oh man, I really need to get my. It doesn't make me feel like I really need to get my four piece because it's just such a such a big difference. Which I guess you know coming off the cusp of talking about uh, uh, a tier not being able to get tier from your catalyst as early 
It's like, it's like, well, does it matter if the tier set bonuses are so lackluster? Well, here's the thing: is that like I'm going to say that if they put tier in the game, it's going to matter. The reality is that like it'll still be a damage increase, mm. and it's you know it'll still be the best. The yes, no, I understand. I'm so just like I'm just saying with like such lackluster tier bonuses, are, are you going to feel putting putting the min maxing attitude aside? Are you going to feel that bad about uh, not being able to get it? As soon, I guess yeah. again, it's one of those things where it teach their own. I know that, like, for you know, a player that wants it, they're going to feel bad, right? So, like, I mean, hey, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering how effective it's going to be. Like, I'm just saying, like, hey, I'm not going to feel good about it, right? Like, I want it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. who wouldn't? You know, like again, it's it it's tier. Of course, tier is you know, and let's be real too. Like, it's a it's it's a it's a it's it's a piece of the game that's come back in you know season three of Shadowlands that people had been crying for for you know who yeah, knows totally. how long right like the reality is, is that like people want it like so mm-hmm. again they put it in the game and here's the thing they're boring so that's the number one feedback they're boring um cool i don't think it's a bad thing that they're boring to be honest as silly as that sounds because you know the thing is is they just added all of these um all of these 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 talent trees that like no one's used to, right? So like the thing is, is like mm-hmm. that's that's gonna take a little bit in terms of like adjustment, and that's okay. So it's okay that they're a little bit, you know, lackluster. That's it's all fun and, and and dandy, but like again, it comes back to like this like root problem where I'm like, you just you so so they're weak. They you don't have creation catalyst until week six. Um, you know, some players will have it, but then again, you come to that argument as to like, is the first raid tuned on the idea that like you might have it or not? Um, and I think it's like all of this like question mark and all this uncertainty is frustrating. Like I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for myself. Maybe I'm just like literally being a whining like WoW player when I talk about it. But I'm like, all of this just seems ridiculous. Good. Good. As most no, players no, do. I, <laughs> like again, it just doesn't make sense, and it doesn't feel like some of, you know, the the lessons that you know we had hoped we had learned over the past like you know, couple seasons have been applied well, now. For the time, time and time again, we circle back to the to, to the issue of of time wasting and time gating, or you know, gatekeeping. All, all these things that uh, more or less ruin your time in the game. And being gatekept from content, whether it's from other players or from Blizzard, never feels good, right? Again, I just think that you it, want to complete the content, you want to get things. We all do, and you know that's that's the name of the game. I just think, especially so, too, like if they're not going to put something in there that, like you know, let's say, like better, you know, allows, you know, like Mythic Plus players or PvP players to like gain access to tier, because again, they're not raiding. If they're not players that don't want to raid, they don't raid. So, like, if you're not a raider, you'd commit to six weeks. Like, here's the thing. I would have less of a problem if they were like, okay, but, you know, on chance, maybe. It might be a low chance. But when you clear a dungeon, one of that pieces of loot could actually roll tier. Like, would that not change the dynamic? You know what I mean? Or, like, the end boss has a low chance of dropping, whatever it may be. But then, at least, the idea of the tier bonus set 
is better accommodated across all levels of content. But right now, it feels bad if you're not a world-first raider, and it feels even worse if you're just not a raider. Yeah, and that's the problem, right? They've put so many things into the game to make it so you don't necessarily have to raid, and you still have the opportunity to achieve everything that you want to achieve in the game. And then they put these pretty needless and unnecessarily long needless time limits on uh, on progression and it's yeah doesn't definitely doesn't feel good so it's, i disagree blizzard i it's disagree a, it's a butthole the butthole move <laughs> yes so i'm yeah. just yeah uh, so I, I, i'm mad about it and let's stop talking about it or i'm just going to continue to scream into this podcast about how much of a yeah butthole I, I, move I don't like it I don't, I, don't, I don't like it. I hope they change their mind. Maybe enough feedback will have them reevaluate, uh, have them reevaluate it prior to launch. Yes, if you're a listening wizard, but whole move. Or if you're a player mm-hmm. and you agree with me, go on the forums and let them know what a butthole move this was. True. Thank you. What's left to talk about? <laughs> um. Can we get out of know, raid? Really. I, I mean, like we've been talking about raid this entire time. Let's get out of raid. I've had enough of raid before I get super grumpy about creation catalyst. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, uh, I think we kind of touched on the on the main things. Like, you know, we kind of we sort of already talked about season one and the and the and, and the dungeons, but we can touch on that quickly because I'm not sure if we mentioned about the. Uh, did we announce the, all? Uh, did we announce all of them? Well, we kind of touched on. It. I don't know how much we talked about it because when I talk when I was talking about beta and doing. Uh, one of the dungeons on there, we sort of, I think we sort of talked about it, but I mean, uh, season one of Dragonflight, I'm pretty sure we discussed this. I remember going through this whole thing, but it will be four new dungeons, four old dungeons. Uh, the old dungeons being Temple of the Jade Serpent from Miss, Shadowman Burial Grounds from Warlords, and then Court of Stars and Halls of Valor from Legion. Halls of Valor from Legion. So those will be your season one. And I guess the only, uh, the most, the most interesting thing right now with regards to season one, and for Mythic Plus in general, is the fact that they have removed uh, Necrotic Inspiring from the uh, Aphex rotation. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I was kind of just, I was just gonna, I was just gonna let that, let that, let that marinate there for a second. Hear what you had to say, but yeah, agreed. I hear what I had to say. Good riddance, dude. Oh, you want to know what I have to say? Creation Catalyst six weeks. Butthole move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hung up on it now. It's over. Um, but honestly, I I, I think that um, I mean, you know, crazy enough is um, maybe unpopular opinion. I think that necrotic, for as annoying as it may have been for tanks, I think it was a bit of a challenge, and it obviously changed your pull process. Um, so it maybe wasn't even the worst ability, even though sometimes it could be a real pain in the butt. Most of the time, it usually meant that as a can maybe play trees, and I hate playing trees. Um, even though it's like so overpoweredly broken, it's so good. Um, but so, okay, whatever, it's gone. Um, inspiring was a really, really difficult one. I felt that you know in Shadowlands especially, they really put a lot of emphasis into almost every single mob in every single dungeon has some kind of psycho ability that will literally kill you. Um. So when you're talking, then you right. add an affix where there is a mob that doesn't let you interrupt that crazy ability. Um, sure. Brutal, right? So, I mean, I think that that, it, it had to go one of two ways. Either they made trash and mobs in dungeons have less abilities like that so that the inspiring mob was less 
impactful or they just remove the inspiring love. And I think that that's the better choice. Like, here's the thing is that we don't also like, you know, a lot of people regarded, I didn't do a lot of Mythic Plus and Legion, but a lot of people like feedback wise would say that Legion um, felt like it was a lot of, you know, pull everything and AOE everything because there just like wasn't as many mobs that, you know, casted abilities and did things like it has been in the last two expansions. Right. So, I mean, I think that this is just the right call. Um, and I don't think I've seen any any um, communication as to like what the newest one will be, right? They haven't, they haven't gone that far yet? Uh, no, they have not announced 10.0 or 10.1 or whatever whatever they want to call it. Uh, Apex is going to be. They just have conveniently left out two Apexes from the most recent build being necrotic and, expire, and uh, inspiring. So, I mean, I, whatever. And inspiring was okay. Okay, um, I didn't really have, didn't really, didn't really bug me that much. Necrotic, and I mean maybe it's because I'm a healer. It's just a matter of healing stuff. That definitely but, sounds like a you problem. <laughs> necrotic, on the other hand, and, and necrotic wasn't bad, but it, but definitely, it definitely got, it's definitely tough to deal with having to, you know, keep people above ninety percent or whatever. So dealing with that necrotic wound debuff was pretty tough because every stack. Yo, dude, no, 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 you, dude, noob, no, 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 dude, Necrotic was, uh, the tank debuff. Yeah, and the one where every stock, every, every stack, they get, the. Uh, yeah, 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 so not, not the above 90% one, the above 90% one. Reduce healing? That's, uh, Grievous. Oh, yeah, okay, Grievous, sorry. Getting them, like, I'm, like, combining the two for whatever reason. Well, because they but both. But anyway, yeah, okay, so. They both can be a pain in the butt sometimes. They're both, so. they're, they're both healy, healy things. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so they'd have that dot. The more stuff you pull, the the tough the tougher it gets. And then at fifty stacks, are just unhealable. And yeah, it didn't really. I mean, like you know, you could bop somebody and to keep it uh, to 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 get it off of them or something like that. But I don't know. It was annoying. <laughs> um, it was annoying, and I'm and like you said, uh, good riddance, and I'm 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 kind of okay with it. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, uh, on the other note too, well, I mean, like, it has been data mined that. Uh, it's been data mind that they do have one more Apex, and this is outside of the uh, the seasonal one. So I mean, like, there's there's no details oh, yeah. on like what it is. It's just I think slots as to like what effect what the modifiers are. Um, yeah. So like there will I mean, like, be with- one. It looks like that replaces the two that were removed. Um, plus the seasonal. Plus Apex. the seasonal one. So again, more to come. They did say that the uh, the 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 beta testing for Mythic Plus is supposed to be um, end of this week or early next. So, like, it will be right here around the corner, and as soon as it launches, there will be posts everywhere as to what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, but just to top off the whole inspiring and uh, necrotic thing, like, there's definitely, there was definitely ways to handle them, and there was nerfs to necrotic, but they're, they they weren't they weren't fun weeks, you know what I mean? Like if Necrotic was up for me specifically, if Necrotic and or Grievous was up, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know how how I just want to get my 15s done. I'm not gonna push pieces. It's just it's just extra annoyance in the, in the dungeon that I didn't necessarily want to deal with. Not to say that they weren't you couldn't deal with them. Just that if I had my choice, I wouldn't pick those to be my push weeks. You know what I mean? So they weren't my favorite. I'm um, in. Like I said, I, I think inspiring. I don't inspiring. I don't mind. Kind of 
it was okay. It, it didn't feel, it felt kind of underwhelming <clears throat> as an affix, to be honest with you. It wasn't so, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not disappointed that they're getting rid of it. If I had to, I, I maybe would have picked different ones to get rid of. Like what? I if guess? you could have gotten rid of, okay, so let's get rid of, let's, let's, let's play a game. I'm just, I, I'm kind of. If you could have gotten yeah, rid of two of them, what would they have been? Uh, fortified and tyrannical. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Great answer. Well, I mean, honestly, how long have we had those? Can, can we can we come up with something else, or can we like move it around a bit differently? Like, I uh, you know, my ultimate my ultimate answer is we've had fortified and tyrannical forever, and let's. Uh, I agree with you. Let's maybe let's, come up with new ones. That's the right curveball to my question. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's uh, it depends, right? Like I, I can complain about all of them. <laughs> I can complain about all of them to one one way or another. Uh, you know, like especially when you're in certain dungeons that weren't made for it. We've talked about this too, but uh, these small quarters dungeons where you have uh, shit on the ground, and I think the seasonal affix, uh, this season shrouded, kind of just added to that. Maybe if there, maybe if the infiltrator and the clouds on the ground weren't a thing, I would care less about having to dodge other stuff that's put on the ground by affixes like volcanic and, you know, quaking and storming and whatever else. (laughs) So, spiteful, whatever. Having to run away and move from 15 different things, like, gets a little bit annoying when you're in a space that forces you to LOS when you're, you know, a healer. It's one thing if you LOS, uh, if you just LOS the mobs, well, I mean, who cares? You can run back, hit it. But I mean, like if they're on the tank, I got to LOS the tank or and or everybody else just to dodge clouds and stuff. Then it gets it just it doesn't feel doesn't feel great. I get it that there's a strategy that you can use to try to you know just get good and figure it out. Kick good, but it, but it ultimately just doesn't 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 feel great. You know, it's, it's almost like it's not intended to be that way. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they're looking at a way to kind of screw you around with it. That you're trying to find a way to challenge you without uh what am i trying to say trying like without making it feel frustrating you know what yeah, i mean yeah 100 so i think they can be challenging i think it can be challenging without being frustrating and i think that that's, and, uh, that's those those things i would say like that's one of the biggest problems i mean you know we're talking about like you know the difference between like what's challenging and what's just annoying i mean and it comes down to you know put by most it's like it's just not fun. Like, here's the thing. Like, when you look at it, like, it's just, it's not fun. I think that, like, many of these affixes, sure. like, are just not fun. I mean, like, here's the thing. Is that, like, you could argue that, like, sure, inspiring changes how the game is played and changes how you pull things and whatever. And necrotic is and whatever. But, like, it's not fun to right. do. So, like, they need to look at that. Like, I think, did we talk about this before? Where we were talking about, like, What's I think that? once in a conversation we were talking about, like, you know, what if, like, what made some of like the like the seasonal affix so successful right they were simple and they were fun because they gave you stats buffs talents um speed boosts invisibilities whatever it was that like made it so that like you felt stronger you got to do cool things it was fun right rather than feeling like you're getting these debuffs almost on you and these like penalties for these affixes um yep just feels bad right so like when you're talking about like you know weeks um you know, you're talking about like weeks where you know well you don't want to go in there on necrotic week because like it's just annoying and it's not fun um 
they need to like really really look at that right? yeah and especially when like you know say like a necrotic beef, for instance, just for sake of argument was paired with uh, a shrouded seasonal affix and a insert something on the ground affix and you're inside of Grimrail Depot and I get Grimrail Depot got easier as the season went on but it was definitely frustrating to have to try to heal a tank on necrotic and uh, while craps on the ground and you got to run around some boxes to get away from a cloud and a, you know whatever it is a volcano or earthquake or something like that or sanguine and so on so yeah and it just it just felt frustrating right it felt like i couldn't do my job because of the mechanics as opposed to i have a way to use my abilities to overcome the mechanics you know what yeah, I mean? yeah like here's the thing is that i mean obviously they're not designing these these mechanics or any of these whatever these affixes you know with the idea that like they're just like not doable or not doable by certain classes and whatnot right so like again um really really goes it's not that this stuff wasn't doable like we we did it I mean, yeah, we and everyone does it right every season right and, and again so that's so why i was like when i like think back to whatever i look at it again it just i mean i can't put it any more dully than like it's not fun so i don't know why anyone's doing it like we're playing a video game we're doing it. yeah i was gonna say there's 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 a difference between being being do- doable like i can complete the content i'm not complaining about it's so hard that i can't complete the content i was completing the content fine but it didn't feel fun where so i you know it's not like where i wanted to keep pushing keys and keep pushing keys and keep pushing keys i wanted to get all my 20s done for the for the uh port for the portals and then never set foot in those dungeons again and by the time i got to the point where i was just going to do the 20s and be done with it uh i didn't it didn't feel fun it felt like a chore and once it starts feeling like a chore then um they don't uh it kind of takes the enjoyment out of it and part of that frustration with some of the affixes, uh, affix, affix pairings, and then you know the boring, the boringness of fortified and tyrannical. It just you know, Mythic Plus is in as good of a spot as it is a questionable spot. So removing some affixes is a good, is definitely a good start. And I'm excited to see what they do for a seasonal affix. Hopefully, they release that information soon, and we can. Uh, we can discuss that and look forward to look forward to season one and dragon. Yeah, I think that like I, uh, you know, being a predominant PV or uh, PVP player, um, no, I'm garbage. Um, being a, a more prevalent, uh, <laughs> being a terrible PVP, PVP player. Yeah, <laughs> a terrible PVP player. PVP player has been really, really excited. Well, I mean, let's be real. Being a really bad PVP player has made me really, really excited for the plus. <laughs> Um, because I want nothing. Being terrible at PVE has made me super excited for PVE. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> So I'm like really excited for what it looks like. Um, I, I just, um, I, it's bad that like I have some reservations. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I just think that thing is pretty natural. Like, I, I guess, like my, I mean, my concern is that, like, I mean, okay, great. I'm glad that we're like getting rid of some of the. They, they've like figured out that they're going to get rid of a couple of the ones that like really suck, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Totally. But uh, mm-hmm, fair. Yeah. I just. Um, I don't know. There's something about like how some of these, um, like you know, I like the idea. I think of them going back to do the older content and revamping dungeons, but uh, sure. Yeah, I was like a little bit concerned about like just how it just doesn't translate, considering like you know some of the like the findings that we had, you know, this tier, right? Where like it was pretty obvious that obviously like something like Grimrock really didn't fit with like majority of them. 
Um, and the funniest thing too is sure. like arguably, let's say Grimrail um, really wasn't detrimentally affected by something like let's say spy- inspiring or um, uh, uh, necrotic, right? Like you're talking like they were just like really really bad for places like uh, or, or affixes like you know like storming and um, you know uh, sanguine and so I mean those being the problem places and those being the close quarter fights or, or dungeons that were not designed for these kinds of affixes like well those affixes are all staying in the game <laughs> you know what I mean like they're actually all still gonna be here yeah um so we'll still have to actually no I know like it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Like I said, some Apexes are annoying, but they're paired with some other stuff. They get uh, they, they start to feel really bad, and you know, and also paired with the dungeon that they're in. Like there's a lot of variables with regards to how some of these Apex, these mixes of Apexes are going to play out. So you know, to have stuff, on, I'm not just saying that like having stuff on the ground feels bad because that's that's silly. Don't stand in shit is like rule one. Right after Ask a Guard, it's don't stand in shit. I thought Kate Good was rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we I mean, sandbook together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it, it's it it, it it you know it is what it is. Like, it, like there's, there should be stuff that you don't have to stand in. That's that's been part of the game forever. And that's not necessarily the part that feels bad. That's all I'm saying. Yo, I thought the only thing you didn't stand in was fire. <laughs> Or just fire. It was don't stand in shit. I believe is the uh, was the was the term. But I thought that some of the shit you stand in gives you a haste buff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fire, maybe. That's usually the usually that's usually the discussion. I thought it gave me a haste buff. I lagged, bro. Come on, that's 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 the real that's the real discussion. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was lag. Totally lag. World, it's world late. I need that. World late. I need that for transmog. World latency. <laughs> My MS is over nine. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. But, well, yeah. Again, I, I mean, that's. Uh, I think that's probably. I think pro- that's probably more than we actually thought that we could discuss about the talk, touching on Mythic Plus that we were already talked about. Just one of those things that you get off on a tangent about. Well, again, I think that they're just you, you know. know that's the point of our podcast to go off on tangents about exactly stuff. right. I mean, in the end, who cares? It's just <laughs> us talking to each other, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, there's those other like seven. People. Oh yeah, you think seven people? <clears throat> you guys should let us know um, how things are going. Um, I would love to hear some feedback, and two, like I would love to, you know, in you know, I was I was, I was talking to Darren about it the other day, where you know, I would love, you know, for um, us to get like some of your input on some of these things we're perhaps discussing, and you know who knows, maybe a uh, you know a a guest appearance that could be a cool thing. So, um, well, like I said earlier, it'd be interesting to have other people that uh, not aren't necessarily. We're sitting here talking into an echo chamber, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Plus, honestly, I mean, hey, I'm 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 a, I'm a boomer wild player that also is like very very um, difficult to convince. Otherwise, once I have like formulated a, a a an opinion, I'm open to other ideas. I'm I'm open to your ideas as long as your ideas aren't stupid and wrong. Exactly, I'm open to your opinions as long as they're the same. As well. <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah. uh, creation catalyst, butthole move. Yeah. Uh. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, just so to wrap everything. So up, I think that that's actually going to have to go down into 
episode title. I don't think it. I don't think it will. It's gonna have what? The, oh, what? <laughs> Butthole moves. Is that the title? Is that the title? Is that the title of the podcast? Yeah, it's be, episode six. Yeah, episode six. Creation Catalyst. Butthole, Butthole moves. moves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Dragonfly do's and do not make Creation Catalyst six weeks. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hopefully. The, I, I don't know. I, whether they actually, you know, they won't. No. No. It's okay. It's okay to dream. Honestly, I guess sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta look at the positive. And I guess there are a lot of really, really exciting, cool things that they've changed and they brought yeah, in the game. So I guess you can't win them all. No, no. Lots of good things. Lots of things to be excited about with uh, regards to the release. So I'm pretty, uh, overall, I'm pretty happy and I'm pretty excited. And I think, uh, I think that's a pretty good pretty good spot to, to call it here today. Agreed. So, we're happy, we're excited and Blizzard's a butthole. <laughs> on that note, thanks for listening and if you guys want to get a hold of us we're on Twitter, IDMPodcast4 which I never tweet on because I'm bad at that type of thing. You can email us, empodcast at mail.com and follow myself at, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash and you can follow Hod on Twitch at twitch.tv slash podgemosis. Any feedback you guys want to send us, greatly appreciate different opinions, stuff that we can bring up in the show and talk about. We can discuss your opinions. That would be great. And uh, for Hodge and myself, thanks for listening and don't forget to ask for your heart. Thank you, thank you guys. Until next time.